Welcome to Upstream Downstream, a lively civil discussion devoted to the political, policy, and cultural topics that often divide us. Upstream Downstream is presented by the Stubblefield Institute for Civil Political Communication at Shepherd University in cooperation with WSHC-FM and the Listen, Learn, Engage initiative. And now for this week's discussion. Welcome to Upstream Downstream. I'm Bianca Eisen. It's the holidays, and it's that time of year when we wish goodwill towards all. Today we'll be talking to one source organization spreading goodwill. Our guest today is Samuel Rock, full disclosure, an old friend of mine, and founder, board director, and president of Battle Buddy Response Team, a nonprofit organization based out of Martinsburg, West Virginia, that visits veterans and families in their homes across the U.S. to provide support, mentoring, and advocacy. Sam, welcome to the program. Thank you so much for having us. Now, I know this organization has been a dream of yours for years, but what motivated you to want to launch Battle Buddy Response Team? Uh, it was the need all across the nation of veterans and their families uh, just struggling with PTSD, depression, um, and also advocacy. Um, there's not many people out there that can advocate for veterans, and creating an organization that's full of veterans and family members of veterans is very successful whenever we're able to go out and, and help out our brothers and sisters. Now, I understand that there are a few organizations that are devoted to helping veterans. So why don't you tell me about what sets Battle Buddy Response Team apart? So Battle Buddy Response Team, um, we actually will go out and we'll check on veterans and their families at their home. Um, from our understanding is we are the first organization to do that in the nation. Um, law enforcement also does welfare checks for veterans, but they don't provide the services that Battle Buddy Response Team provides as the peer support, the peer mentoring, and the veteran advocacy. And we also provide uh, national disaster relief um, because we know that a lot of veterans and their families are displaced whenever there's a national disaster. So we want to make sure that we're on the front lines right then and there, able to go in and advocate for them or be there for them for peer support. Why don't you talk to me more about some of the services that you have done for veterans? So this year uh, for Thanksgiving, we had a single-wide trailer donated to Battle Buddy Response Team, and we were able to donate that out to a homeless veteran in the Martinsburg, West Virginia area, and give him a place to stay for free. Oh, wow. Yeah. Yeah, it was, it was pretty amazing. Um, about a month and a half uh, before Thanksgiving, we were in Middleburg, Florida, and we met a senior chief uh, that served 27 years in the Navy, and he was living in a home that had multiple holes all through his roof, and his homeowner's insurance was not covering it, and there was black mold growing in his house, and we were able to go down there, get the black mold out, and advocate for him to get him a licensed contractor to uh, replace his roof. Now, we did get the, the items for his roof, the materials donated from a local Home Depot from where he's living. And so we just went ahead and, and advocated the materials and advocated for them for the licensed contractor. And uh, we just got multiple businesses together to come out and support this veteran and put him a brand new roof on his home for free. You know, many people join the military either for patriotic reasons, sure, 
But I also know my fair share of people who joined for the benefits that you supposedly get from serving in the military, like health care, education, help getting a mortgage. Even with these benefits, why are there so many veterans in need? That's that's a tricky question. Um, so veterans, um, when you go in the military, uh, whether if you're active duty or reserved or National Guard, um, you know, you, you go in and you serve your country and sometimes you get injured uh, in war zone or you get injured while you're in the military and that, that changes your life. And so when you get out, it's hard to be able to figure out what you want to do when you grow up. And uh, that saying goes across for all military branches uh, because a lot of us that get out, um, if we get out with a disability or if we just get out with no disability, we have to figure out what we want to do in civilian life. Military life and civilian life is two different lives. And so when we get out, it's, it's kind of hard to understand um, that, you know, now we have to choose, you know, what we're going to wear for the day or um, what time we're going to wake up in the morning or... You know, are we going to um, stick with the military regimen of getting up and exercising and, and, and eating breakfast and going to work? Um, a lot of uh, military personnel or even family members of military are set um, with the mentality that, of military life. And so it's, it's hard all the way around. And the needs of veterans and their families um, are great because a lot of veterans don't like to ask for help, so it makes it harder uh, for people to know how to help them. Um, but then also there's a stigma with a lot of veterans that come out with PTSD or they come out with MST or they come out with uh, a depression or maybe a physical injury that's invisible, uh, like a spinal injury or nerve damage. And... Um, one day they're fine, and then the next day they're not. It's it's really hard for um, your neighbors or your friends and family to be able to see uh, exactly what's going on or, or how to even approach that. It's a very touchy subject. I understand that family and friends of the concerned loved one can contact you all as well. As you said, perhaps the person is too stubborn to reach out for help on their own, or they don't think they need help even if they do. So how does the person in concern generally respond when you show up at their door when they're not the ones who called you? Um, they're actually they're actually very happy. Um, 98% of the time, um, we don't uh, get any questions about who uh, reached out uh, to us for them. Uh, we mostly get uh, the response of somebody out there actually cares about me. And um, a lot of veterans don't like to ask for help. And so that's why Battle Buddy Response Team, we rely on the neighbors and the, and the family members and the strangers uh, that if they see or if they feel like the person they're worried about is a veteran, they can reach out to Battle Buddy Response Team and we will show up to the homes of the veterans or their families and just let them know that there's a concerned party out there worried about them, and we're here to help them, whether if it's just somebody to talk to right then, 
there in their comfort of their own home or if they just need somebody to advocate for them. And um, if we do show up and, and the veteran or their family doesn't want our services, it's it's too easy. All they have to say is no thank you and we'll leave and, and we'll be on a better way. But if they do want to talk, we do let them know that whoever's coming to their home is a combat veteran. Uh, they have been downrange, so they're coming well-prepared, well-versed, and, and whatever can happen, um, you know, with the call of topic, topic of conversation. Battle Buddy Response Team launched in 2019, and in 2020, as you know, we were all thrust into a worldwide pandemic that basically shut everything down. So how did COVID impact your budding organization? So COVID, um, actually, we were a lot busier um, during COVID than a lot of other organizations. Um, So Battle Buddy Response Team was one of the very few organizations still fully operational during COVID, during the lockdown. Um, It affected us for donations. Uh, coming into the organization because of job loss or uh, because uh, it was just a pandemic. Uh, But calls coming in, we did have some money saved up when we went operational, and we used those funds uh, for the calls. So every single call we went on uh, didn't cost anything for the veteran, didn't cost anything for the concerned party. And um, we were able to actually... Um, get around a little bit easier because there was nobody on the road or nobody on the plane um, if we were traveling. and um, But it did affect us because we weren't able to fundraise. Um, there was no businesses allowing us to um, go set up a table and just, um, just spread awareness. Uh, we had to use social media sites to spread awareness. And thank God for social media sites because if it wasn't for them, people wouldn't even know who we were. How do you typically do your fundraising? So we like to, we like to try to raise funds uh, online. Um, we, we like to raise funds uh, through our website, battlebuddyresponseteam.org forward slash donate. Um, a lot of times if people follow us on Facebook, um, we are able to fundraise through Facebook. Facebook has recognized us as a nonprofit, uh, so all they have to do is go in there and start um, uh, start a fundraiser directly on Facebook, and then Facebook will uh, send the send the check uh, to Network for Good, and then Network for Good has already recognized us as a nonprofit. And they just go ahead and deposit the funds directly into our account. Um, if people donate on our website, that will generate a donation receipt that they can use for their federal taxes for a tax write-off. Um, we do a lot of fundraising in person. We have a lot of events that we hold. We have a lot of businesses that invite us out uh, to network. And whenever we are networking or we are spreading awareness, and people want to donate right then and there in person, and if they write us a check or if they donate a large amount, we will offer them a donation receipt. And we will offer a donation receipt if they donate a small amount. Um, but according to the IRS guidelines, that throughout the year, you have to donate at least 
$250, whether if it's to one organization or multiple, to be able to get that tax, that tax break on your federal income taxes. You're listening to Upstream Downstream, sponsored by the Stubblefield Institute for Civil Political Communications and the Listen, Learn, Engage initiative at Shepherd University. We're joined today by Samuel Rock, founder, president, and board director of Battle Buddy Response Team, a nonprofit organization providing support, mentoring, and advocacy to veterans and their families. So, Sam, what sort of activities does Battle Buddy Response Team perform in between calls to check on veterans and their families? That's a great question. Yes. So we have we have three services, but we also provide uh, sort of three services again: it's peer support, peer mentoring, and veteran advocacy. Um, but then we are also recognized as a national disaster response team through the through the federal government. And so whenever there is a national disaster happening, we are able to go out there to that area and provide our services to the veterans and their families, and then also to the general public that's been affected by the national disaster. So we have been in Mayfield, Kentucky, uh, and then also Benton, Kentucky, uh, helping out the victims that were affected by the recent tornado uh, that demolished uh, their towns. We, We actually took down medical supplies that have been donated to us for our um, for national disasters. And so we were able to actually load up two vehicles and drive uh, 11 hours one way uh, to deliver those materials to them. Perhaps you have a particular case in mind that has stuck with you. Now, I don't expect you to name any names for confidentiality's sake, but I'd like you to walk me through what happens during one of your calls. So um, we get a call. It's normally a... Um, normally a spouse or a neighbor or a best friend, and um, we ask them for their information, and we let them know that everything is going to be confidential. And um, they ask us uh, normally, should they let the veteran know or the family know that we are coming? And we just let them know, no, don't worry about letting them know. We're just going to actually show up unannounced. And a lot of people get worried about that, but at the same time, it, it allows us to be able to get there and, and, and talk with the veteran on, um, so they're not prepared on what to say or, or maybe they won't, won't be there. Um, but one of our calls, let's, uh, let's get a little bit more in detail. Um, so we received a call for a veteran that lived in the Maryland area and the concern party let Battle Buddy Response Team know uh, that this veteran didn't have any running water and they were worried about him. And so we gained the information of the name and the address and that's really all we need. Uh, We checked our bank account to make sure that we had enough donations in there to cover the trip. And once we confirmed all that, we went ahead and reached out to our operations. Our operations went ahead and pulled the address and pulled the veteran's information to verify that they are a veteran, verified that the area that they live in, whether if it's a rough area or if it's, or if it's a good neighborhood, 
and just let the veteran response team that's going out there to check on that veteran, hey, you either need your bulletproof vest or you don't need your bulletproof vest or you need to be cautious or you need to take police with you. Um, so we get all this information. And so we got all that information and we were able to, uh, we tried to get a veteran response team, which is nothing but combat veterans that are highly trained uh, to go out and make these house calls. And um, we try to get them there within 24 hours of receiving the call, regardless of where it's at in the nation. So we we are always, always uh, um, recruiting more and more uh, combat veterans and veterans and their families uh, to build battle buddy response team. But this call in particular, we wanted to get somebody out there very quickly because if there is no running water in the house, um, we are very concerned about hygiene and uh, the mental state of the veterans. So uh, we got a team out there to their home, and uh, we knocked on the door, and we let the veteran know that uh, we're with Battle Buddy Response Team, and we're a combat veteran, and we serve here. Uh, our name is this. And uh, we let them know that a concerned party did reach out to us to come check on him. And... Um, and this in particular person did ask who it was, and we let them know that for confidentiality reasons, uh, we're not able to disclose that. And he was totally fine with it. And um, we asked him, we said, do you have running water? And he said, Hon- honestly, no, I don't. And so we were able to uh, figure out exactly what was going on. Uh, we went around to look at his water heater and seeing that it was snipped. He didn't have enough money to afford to put a new one in. Um, so we went ahead and started advocating for him after he gave us permission to advocate for him. Um, and so within 48 hours, we had a brand new water heater in his home, and we had a licensed plumber from his state that he lived in um, go out there and install it and make sure everything was working properly. And, and then he had hot running water, he had cold water, and uh, he was good to go. Part of the mission of the Stubblefield Institute is to promote civil discussions across political aisles, and one of the services that Battle Buddy Response Team provides is advocacy. Can you tell me about a time or case where you had to get people from different ideologies to put their differences aside and work together to accomplish a goal? Unfortunately, no. I, I, I cannot, unfortunately. Uh, we don't we don't ever talk about politics with us being a nonprofit. We don't talk about religion or politics ever. So no, we've we've never um, we've never had to worry about any of that. Well, you mentioned that most of your volunteers are former veterans. Do you have to be a veteran to volunteer? Well, in 2015, the the VA uh, went ahead and took away prior service military and. If you've ever served, you're considered a veteran. Now, if you go overseas and you're on a FOB, a forward operating base, uh, you're considered a war veteran. And then if you go outside that FOB, uh, you're considered a combat veteran. Um, So there is no um, terminology for prior uh, veteran. But yes, um, so you to go out and check on veterans and their families at their homes, you have to be at least a war veteran or a combat veteran. You had to have been at least downrange somewhere. 
Um, but to volunteer with Battle Buddy in general to answer phones or help us uh, 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 do donations or be a part of our development team or just any of our departments, you can be a veteran of, of any branch of any statue. You could be active duty military, and you can also be family of military. We're, we're looking for spouses, current spouses of military, current spouses of veterans, um, even Gold Star families, uh, even widowers. Um, they're more than welcome to come and volunteer with us. What is a Gold Star family? A Gold Star family is somebody that loses their loved one downrange or in a combat um, war zone. Um, Gold Star families are the ones that kiss their loved ones goodbye and they never see them again uh, because they, they, they pass away in, in war. How can someone interesting in volunteering get involved with Battle Buddy Response Team? Um, so right now, our volunteers, uh, we, we have a lot of volunteers. Um, so right now, we're not currently recruiting any new volunteers. Um, but if, if somebody's truly, truly interested and they live in the four-state area and they're willing to travel across the nation and they are a combat veteran, uh, they're more than willing and more than welcome to uh, reach out to us through our email. They can email us uh, their name and their phone number and their address uh, to info at battlebuddyresponseteam.org and one of our volunteers will get through to them and um, and see if, if it's a good fit for us. Um, but if, you, if anybody would like to donate, um, since we are 100% volunteer and 100% donation-based for operations, then you can just go right to our website, battlebuddyresponseteam.org forward slash donate. And the more donations that come in, the, the, the more veterans we can help, the more family members of veterans we can help. Well, Sam, we're coming to the end of our time together. Is there anything that I haven't touched on or that you would have liked me to ask that you'd like to talk about? Yeah, yeah. So Battle Buddy Response Team really wants to wish everybody a Merry Christmas, Happy Holiday, Happy New Year, and please don't forget about us around the holidays because around the holidays we actually experience a higher call volume than we do the rest of the year. So please find it in your hearts to donate as little as you want or as much as you want. And we are really, really, really seeking monthly donations. Uh, we are in need of monthly donations. Our call volume right now being around the holidays. We receive, on average, anywhere from 5 to about 11 calls every single night around the holidays. And so it takes a lot of donations uh, to make those calls possible. Fuel prices are going up, and, um, and we're working with one vehicle right now. So if anybody has an extra vehicle that's all-wheel drive or a 4x4 and it's in decent condition or, um, or mint condition, or if somebody would like to purchase Battle Buddy Response Team a vehicle, we are a national 501c3 nonprofit. And so if you donate it, we can give you the proper paperwork uh, for your write-off. And we can also work out 
information of who donated a vehicle on that vehicle uh, to let others know Mr. or Mrs. So-and-so uh, donated this vehicle to Battle Buddy Response Team. Um, so they, they would be able to get some recognition. Or if it's a business, we could do the same thing as a sponsorship. And if there's any businesses out there that would like to sponsor Battle Buddy Response Team, we highly encourage you uh, to sponsor Battle Buddy Response Team. And you could see the current businesses that already sponsor us at the bottom of our website on any page. There's a reel of about, right now, I think we have about seven different businesses throughout the nation that sponsor Battle Buddy Response Team. And also, we're opening a new office in Waynesboro, Pennsylvania in February down in the square. So definitely come out and, and check us out. And if you're concerned about a veteran, come on down, stop in, and, and talk to one of our volunteers, and, and they'll be able to get you squared away. And that brings us to the end of today's episode. I'd like to thank our guest, Samuel Rock, for joining us today. It's been good talking to you, Sam. It was a pleasure. It was a pleasure, and especially with me being alumni of Shepherd University. Go Rams. I'd also like to thank our producer, Sarah Burke, and our acting director, Greg Fields. Thank you all so much for listening. Until next time, I'm Bianca Eisen. Thank you for joining us for this edition of Upstream Downstream, presented by the Stubblefield Institute for Civil Political Communications at Shepherd University. To learn more about the Stubblefield Institute, other programs such as the Listen, Learn, Engage initiative, or the American Conversation series, or to become a friend of the Institute, please go online to stubblefieldinstitute.org. Thank you.